I was thinking a little bit about uh, nursery rhymes that we hear when we're little kids, and it, it got me thinking about how it teaches us these lessons and that we should be carrying in life. So with all the ridiculous things we've been told over the past few years, it reminds me of one of the many folk tales I learned as a child. I'm sure that those of you that grew up around the same time as me will be familiar with this one. Remember the story of Chicken Little? It went, with, it went like this. A chicken, often named Chicken Little, is walking in the woods when she is struck by an acorn falling from one of the trees. Convinced that this is a sign the sky is falling, Chicken Little rushes from the woods to go and warn the king. On her way to see the king, she meets several of her friends, who are also birds, usually with rhyming names, Penny Henny, Goosey Lucy, Ducky Lucky, Turkey Lurky, and so on. You get the idea. I'm sure in some way it, it, there will be people that find those names racist in some way. I, I don't know how. Um, as she meets each of them along her way, Chicken Little tells them that the sky is falling and that she has firsthand evidence of this. All of these other birds join Chicken Little as she makes her way to the king, and soon there is a large group of them convinced that the sky is falling on them. They hasten their way, intent on delivering the news. On their way, they come across Foxy Loxy, which you guessed it, is a fox, who asks them why they're in such a hurry. Chicken Little explains to him that the sky is falling and that they're on their way to notify the king. Foxy Loxy offers to take them to the castle, where they will find the king and the birds agree to accompany him. However, the cunning fox leads them not to the castle, but to his den, and the birds are never seen alive again. Fox, birds, I think we have a good idea what happened there. These childhood stories, I believe, are meant to teach us some basic life lessons that I would hope follow us into adulthood to shield us from being taken by those that would want to do us harm. In the case of Chicken Little, we might summarize that the moral messages of the story would include, number one, don't form incorrect conclusions from insufficient data. You know, I'm always telling you this all the time. Do your research. Don't even believe everything I'm telling you. You know, consider it a starting point for some of your own reading and research. Don't stoke fears in others without good cause to do so. Now, I see this happening a lot with social media nowadays where people will uh, see something, catches their eye. Ooh, well, that's a really, really interesting headline, and they just automatically like it and forward it. They don't bother to verify it as to whether it is true or not. Now, I'm finding often I see these things, and I check them out, and they are completely either out of context or completely bogus. And number three, like I just said. Don't take other people's word for things without question, especially when those other people are making extraordinary claims, which should require extraordinary evidence. Let's take each of these morals in turn. First, Chicken Little is obviously wrong to draw the conclusion that the whole sky is falling simply because she's been hit on the head by an acorn. 
it's a human failing to extrapolate our own bad experiences into somehow representing objective reality for everyone else as well. Works the other way, too. An affluent, middle-class person on furlough from a big garden might have had a great 2020 despite what was going on in the world, but it doesn't mean everyone else did. The fact that it's something as small as an acorn, which wrongfoots our avian, anti-heroin, only makes her delusion all the more ridiculous. The second and third morals are, of course, related. Through, though they pertain to different characters in the tale. And in many respects, the first point is related to the second. Chicken Little acts irresponsibly by spreading a false rumor, thus inciting fear among her friends. But she does so because she stupidly believes in her own scaremongering. She really does believe that the sky is falling. Whether this mitigates her irresponsible fearmongering or makes it worse stupidity and misinformation is hard to say and open to discussion and interpretation but her friends must also take their fair share of the blame for following her so readily in many ways they're worse than chicken little herself because at least she had some physical evidence or what she took for evidence for her claim by contrast goosey lucy and the others are content merely to take chicken little's word for it without questioning her evidence or her extraordinary claim in more detail. Are you all starting to see where I'm going with this? I found a reference to 50 different world-ending climate predictions by so-called experts over about the last 50 years, none of which came to pass. Yet the masses continue to believe even more predictions to this day. How many bogus predictions do people have to be told before they start asking more questions? Here's yet a few of the predictions from the list of 50 that I found, which, by the way, turned out all to be fake news. In 1967, there was a warning of dire famine forecast by 1975. Hmm, I don't remember that happening. In 1969, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam by 1989. I really like that one. <laughs> 1970, we're going to have an ice age by the year 2000. Hmm. Well, we're still waiting. Still waiting. 1971, well, the 2000 thing didn't pan out for them, so they uh, came up with a new prediction of a new Ice Age coming by the year 2020 or 2030. Uh, I don't know. 1972, a new Ice Age by 2070. They just keep pushing it back. You know, it's like, well, it's bound to happen one of these days. 1978, no end in sight to a 30-year cooling trend. Well, it was global cooling. It was global warming. Now it's just climate change because they can't make up their mind. 1988, the Maldive Islands will be underwater by 2018. As far as I know, they're still there. And you know what? I recently went on a vacation to Florida and went to a couple places I'm familiar with that I've been to before. And do you know what? The beach looked exactly the same. I, I didn't see where the water had moved up and the beach was smaller. Hmm. 1989, they predict rising sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing is done by 2000. 
this is a good one here. 2008, climate genius Al Gore predicts ice-free Arctic by 2013. Oh, that didn't happen either. Sorry, Al. It's, it's, an, uh, it's an unfortunate truth yeah. to him. 2009, climate genius Al Gore moves his 2013 prediction of ice-free Arctic to 2014. That didn't happen either. 2005, Manhattan will be underwater by 2015. 1970s, the killer bees are going to wipe us all out. 1989, the UN warns that entire nations will be wiped off the face of the earth by 2000 from global warming. Nope. Oh, and let's not forget climate genius Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez warning us back in 2019 that if climate change, or is it global warming or global cooling, who knows? I don't know. I've lost track. In any case, if we don't do something about it, the world will end in 12 years. I guess you better get your affairs in order because in eight years, we're all going to be gone, right? Again. Yeah, again. I've been hearing climate change, nitwit, chicken little, spouting this nonsense for my entire life. And guess what? The world has not ended. For more than 50 years, climate alarmists in the scientific community and environmental movement have not gotten even one prediction correct. In other words, on at least 50 occasions I read about, these so-called experts have predicted some terrible environmental catastrophe was imminent. And it never happened. And not once, not even once, had these alarmists had one of their predictions come true. Think about that. The so-called experts are zero for 50 with their predictions. But those of us who are skeptical, skeptical of expert prediction number 50, the one that says that if we don't immediately convert to socialism and, and, and allow Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez crazy to control and organize our lives, the planet will become uninhabitable. Because after all, more government is always the answer. Oh, and giving us more, giving them more of our money too is always the answer. Right? Why would any sane person listen to someone with a 0 and 50 record? Why would we completely restructure our economy and sacrifice our personal freedom for experts who are 0 and 50? who have never gotten it right even once. And if that's not crazy enough, the latest ploy is to trot out a 16-year-old girl named Greta Thunberg to spread prediction number 50 because it is so much more credible that way. Did us adults not learn anything from the moral of those childhood stories? The proverbial fox is currently leading us all to his place in which we will all be eaten. <laughs> 